You're listening to the Financial Literacy Podcast, brought to you by MD Financial Management, Canada's only national financial services firm dedicated to helping physicians and their families with their unique financial needs. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of MD's Financial Literacy Podcast. My name is Alex Chung, and I'm a content manager. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to be your host today as we talk about a big decision many physicians face when it comes to their practice, and that's incorporation. And as always, we've brought along someone to share some of their own professional insight and advice. So let's welcome financial consultant Gareth Canning, CFP. Thank you so much for joining us today, Gareth. Thanks for having me, Alex. Looking forward to our uh, chat today. That's great. As you know, our podcast is all about helping guide physicians through their unique financial experiences. And one of those experiences is deciding whether or not to incorporate their practice. Uh, So to get us started, uh, could you tell us what exactly incorporating is and why physicians might decide to incorporate? Nothing would please me more, Alex. So first off, incorporation quite literally means turning your business into a separate legal entity that owns your practice and you become a shareholder and or an employee of that corporation. Instead of you earning that income personally, your corporation as the separate legal entity earns that income and pays its own taxes. For physicians, when you incorporate your practice, it becomes a medical professional corporation or MPC. And every profession in Canada has their own subset of corporate entities. Now, there are a number of reasons as to why a physician may want to take this route, uh, but the main reason is that it comes with some major tax advantages across Canada. And that's primarily because the income earned through your corporation is taxed at a much, much lower rate than if you would earn that money personally, Uh, specifically for the first 500,000 of income that stays in the corporation, it is taxed very favorably in comparison to personal income. So basically, to recap, the benefits of incorporation are really you're going to want to keep as much of your billings or your income in your corporation as possible because the money you retain in the corp can grow a lot more quickly because you have more capital starting off with. Now, of course, you're going to need to pay yourself. So there are a few different options for that, um, but I'll, I'll probably save that for a little later in our talk here. The funds you retain within the corporation, as I alluded to, can be used to pay off your business debts faster or invest. And that's another big benefit that might make physicians consider incorporating. Perfect. And uh, what about saving for retirement? Yeah, absolutely. So incorporation opens up a lot of opportunities for investments and savings growth beyond the typical uh, personal accounts like your RRSP, the Registered Retirement Savings Plan, or the TFSA, the Tax-Free Savings Account. That's amazing, Gareth. Uh, So I guess the the million dollar question, how exactly does incorporation work? So incorporation creates a separate legal entity that now owns your practice. And the physician starts to play three different roles. They become a shareholder, a director, and an employee of the practice providing the services. As a separate legal entity, the corporation is responsible for paying its own taxes. And this is where those tax benefits I mentioned earlier are really going to come into play. Your corporation's income is taxed at what we call a small business rate, which across a lot of the country is currently about 12%. So physicians' personal income tax rate, on the other hand, uh, is usually going to be closer to 50% and in some provinces even higher. Now, in terms of how your corporation is structured, you as a shareholder own shares of that corporation. It's, it's definitely possible for others to own shares as well, depending on the rules of your province and the corresponding college. 
Um, but this varies from province to province. At the very least, it usually includes your spouse and uh, any children that you may have. Adding your spouse as a shareholder of your corporation is pretty common. Uh, it opens a lot of opportunities, or at least it used to open a lot of opportunities for income splitting, but certainly still allows for that in the future when you're retired. Your corporation owns your practice and can also own other property uh, and insurance policies on yourself for the practice. Uh, since it's its own legal entity, it will also take on liabilities and lawsuits should you experience any, except in the cases of malpractice. That's, that's an important separation uh, that is always going to remain on yourself. So in those cases, the physician is still personally liable. As a physician, director, and employee, uh, you're also responsible for the services offered and, and carried out in your practice. Right. So uh, it sounds like the physician is still in control at the top of the ladder, uh, but everything functions through the corporation so that they can benefit from the corporate structure. Exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I guess with all these benefits, um, why wouldn't a physician want to incorporate? Well, incorporating doesn't necessarily make sense for everyone. There's a number of things to consider here. Remember, the small business tax rate savings are a tax deferral, not an absolute reduction in your tax. You've got to pay the piper at some point. So it can be pretty important to find times like in retirement to distribute money from the corporation at lower tax rates to lock in those tax savings. Incorporating also adds a lot of complexity for having an additional separate legal structure, uh, which comes with its own tax and legal costs on an annual basis. Basically, what this all means is that not every physician is suited to incorporation. Gareth, you mentioned the things to consider. Um, does that mean there are certain criteria that a physician must meet in order to incorporate? Sort of, yeah. The, um, you don't have to meet criteria in a technical sense that you need to qualify to incorporate, but there are some questions that a physician should ask themselves to see if they would actually experience those benefits that come with incorporating. Oh, that's uh, convenient. Uh, what kinds of questions? <laughs> well, the first thing is you can only incorporate if you are self-employed. Partnerships and group practice agreements can lead to tax complexities that would cancel out some of those tax benefits that would make you want to incorporate in the first place. Uh, so it's always a good idea to get tax and legal advice when entering into those types of practice agreements. The second thing you have to consider is if the income you're generating is exceeding your living expenses and savings plans. The point of incorporating is to hold excess funds in your corporation where they're taxed at a lower rate. If you don't actually have any excess funds and are taking home all of your income where it's taxed at your much higher personal tax rates, incorporating likely doesn't really make sense for you. Take a moment to consider whether that might change in the future. It may be worth incorporating if that changes soon or even worth considering incorporation down the road when that change occurs. Now also on the topic of excess funds, your corporation gives you more room for savings if you've run out of room in your RSPs and TFSA. So if you don't need this extra room, you may not even need to incorporate. Then, of course, there's debt. I mentioned earlier how the lower tax rates from being incorporated can help you save faster, which could in turn allow you to pay off business debts even faster. So if you have a large amount of debt, incorporation could be beneficial, could be quite beneficial, I should say, to you. If you have no debt or debt that you can manage with the current structure of your practice, that's also a factor to consider. Your extra funds that you've retained in the corporation are also useful if you think your income is going to vary from year to year. Uh, you know, for example, um, if you plan to go abroad to volunteer, if you want to take a sabbatical or a parental leave, or even if you just enjoy having vacation time year over year, 
the savings you've retained in your corp can make these transitions or these periods of no work uh, a lot easier. Right. And should a physician be meeting every benefit of incorporation before they decide to incorporate? Not necessarily. Every physician's personal and family circumstances and even their goals are going to be quite different. So it really depends on if you feel that you're going to receive those benefits that outweigh the cost of incorporating. Of course, if you're ever unsure about whether your circumstances will bring you those benefits, I implore you to talk to an advisor. MD advisors, uh, they understand the impacts of incorporation for physicians and they're able to help you weigh the options. Along with, of course, guidance from your accountant, your tax advisor, you'll be able to make this kind of decision that makes uh, that makes the most sense for you. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about getting paid. Uh, how does a physician then go on to pay themselves? Good question as well. Lots of good questions today, Alex. Uh, simply, simply, you can pay yourself a salary through your corporation's income. You can pay yourself through company dividends, or you can use a combination of the two. In any case, the higher the compensation, the less benefit there is to incorporations. You always want to be mindful of that. Now, using a salary, your corporation pays no tax, and this income is then fully taxable at your personal income tax rates. But paying yourself a salary connects you to things like the Canada Pension Plan, or CPP, and, of course, the RRSP system. You generate RRSP contribution room. So you build CPP benefits by paying premiums, and you create the RRSP room by paying yourself a salary. This can be really useful in helping you reach your retirement goals because you'd be building tax-deferred retirement savings at an even lower tax rate than your corporation. Now, when you pay yourself using dividends, your combined corporate and personal taxes are similar to what you would have experienced with a salary, except now you won't have the CPP and RRSP benefits. These differences change from province to province, but tend to be very, very similar. Also, as your corporation builds investment assets, It'll also have investment income taxes to pay. While this may have additional complications, it may result in the possibility of tax-free distributions or refundable taxes when using dividends down the road. As you get to reach the later stages of your career, when you might not be working as a physician in the same way, you may not be able to pay yourself a salary anymore. So paying yourself with dividends will definitely make sense at that point. Generally, the best way to decide on compensation is really based on your career stage. A salary may work best for you early on, but as you progress through your career, switching to a combination of salary and dividends, and then eventually dividends alone, may be the best path for you. All right, Gareth. Uh, so that's uh, quite a few things to think about. Uh, we're coming uh, to the end of our time together. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we uh, sign off? Yeah, I guess uh, I'm just sorry I came fully loaded with all this information, but it's important to know. Um, just to summarize, I should say that I think the most important thing for listeners to keep in mind is that you don't have to make this important decision alone. There are professionals available like the advisors, my peers and I here at MD and your accountant who specialize in knowing the incorporation process and when it works best for the physician's individual circumstances. They can work together to guide you through this process so that you understand why it works or doesn't work and can be confident in the decision you make. And even if incorporation doesn't make sense for you right now, it doesn't necessarily mean it never will. So check in with these professionals as you progress through your career. And circumstances change. So we'll come up with a plan that works best for you in all the different stages of your journey. Yeah, those are all great points, Gareth. Uh, thank you again for joining us today. It's been a, a real pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Alex. I uh, hope I've been able to give your listeners some good things to think about. And I wish them the best of luck in their decision making. 
Absolutely. And uh, of course, thank you again to all of our listeners for tuning in and supporting the podcast. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed the Financial Literacy Podcast series and we'll continue to explore the excellent advice and resources MD has to offer you as you continue down your journey as a physician. Uh, once again, my name is Alex Chung and I've really enjoyed hosting for you today. On behalf of Gareth and myself, please take care and all the best. This has been the Financial Literacy Podcast brought to you by MD Financial Management. For more information or to speak to an advisor today, visit our website at md.ca.